Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Hey everybody, welcome to Book Club. I'm Michael Smirkanish from the SiriusXM headquarters in Midtown Manhattan ecstatic to have Mary Madeline and James Carville in the house in honor of the release of their brand new book and a lot of good political headlines as well. But I said that James is already tweaking me. I mean, Mary, he showed up wearing a Saints sweatshirt. Who that? Who that? I think it's because of the, uh, the, the way that game ended. Eagles, huh? Huh? Who that say they're going to beat them Eagles? Who Holy that? smokes. You know, I, I feel good for Drew Brees, though, because for so many times, though, they won the, the big one, but they've, they've come up short so often recently that it was hard to be real upset about the Saints winning that game. Uh, you know, it was, good. It, was, it was a really good game, and there was a lot of questions about the Saints being a road team, but, you know, we did. The Eagles had a, you know, a really good year. They do probably don't play in the strongest division in NFL, but what the heck? And uh, Chip Kelly looks, good like guy. He's, it looks like he's done well there. Yeah, and real Coles good guy. Is, is really good. And 
I think the future's kind of bright in Philadelphia. I felt I felt pleased. Mary's wondering why are we starting talking about football? I'll, I'll get no, over it in one second I am here. Not. But Let's I was I was happy for I was happy for Andy Reid, for whom I have a real soft spot, being a Philly guy, yeah, to do yeah. so well in Kansas City, and wow. then for Chip Reid to come in and and all, I mean for both of them to make the playoffs, James. Right, right. I know, but that was a bad, that loss in Indianapolis. Ooh, man, that, that it was hurt. ugly. It was, I know, really bad. Hey, I love the book. Thank you. I, re- I read the book. You'll be happy to know this is this is not a drive-by. I read it, and I'm thoroughly into everything that you talked about. The book is titled Love and War, 20 Years, Three Presidents, Two Daughters, and One Louisiana Home, which sounds pretty spectacular, the Louisiana home part. I'd love to get a look at the inside of the inside Come on of it. down. Yeah, Jesus, you say that. Mardi look out. Gras. Come on. Before, before I get... Before I get to the book, and we're going to spend a lot of time in the book, Uh (laughs) and beignets, Mm. I would be derelict in my duty if if I had this kind of political talent in front of me, and I didn't ask you about just two headlines from today. An hour from now, Governor Christie is going to address the media. I guess, Mary, I'm looking at you for this one, because I'm going to look at James for the next one. Uh, How serious a blow does this appear to be to his presidential prospects? It depends on how he handles it. And uh, James and I happen to agree on this. He has to be the authentic Chris Christie, the Chris Christie that went on IMIS, or Mutual for IMIS, and said about in his last race about Corzine's innuendo spot, he should man up and just call me fat, okay? People want to see Christie be Christie. The statement he put out was Christie masquerading as a politician. That's not going to work, so... I think he he needs to go out there and say his version of WTF. We're on the radio, aren't we? Yeah, so but I can it's Sirius like XM. That. You can say it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We're on Sirius. That's right. <laughs> and I, I think James agrees with that. Do we not have some? Yeah, I actually would go one step further if I were him. I would go to Fort Lee and say, what happened to you is utterly unacceptable, and it's all my fault. What difference did it make? I didn't know about it. These people work for me. You're ordinary people. You were caught in something you should have never been caught in, and that's bad a enough petty, to be living in Fort Lee. Fight. Just kidding. No, but I go, can't say that. go to Fort Lee and meet with the people and, and look at them to the eye and apologize. Because the, the the problem you have this guy is eminently understandable to anybody. The mayor didn't endorse you, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna give the shaft to everybody in the town and block the bridge for them, and that's just not. You know, people, politicians use power, and if they want to, like, try to kill each other, the people, well, that's just politicians fighting with each other. But when politicians use power to hurt people, then the people say, wait a minute, that's, no, 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 that's not, I'm just a guy trying to get you know what's amazing? to work. You know what's amazing to me about this, guys, is the stupidity of it, the stupidity of saying these things in emails, mm-hmm. but also, Mary, if, mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the Lincoln Tunnel and the Holland Tunnel are jammed, I go to that GW bridge, okay, and the only thing I've got to do with Fort Lee is driving right through it. You're hurting a lot more people than just those who live in Fort Lee. And if you get caught in that traffic, you're not thinking of the Fort Lee mayor. You're thinking of the Bridge Commission, if you're thinking about anybody. How the staff could have thought there'd be this causal connection in the minds of voters to blame the mayor, it's just preposterous. And and let me take this one step deeper, since I love long-form radio and you can do that. Uh, Every poll for the last decade or so has showed such diminution of support for 
all institutions. And one thing people really hate the more they think about this is not just politicians being big shots. It's that the derivative power, the derivative assholeness of some like some staffer saying, I have power. People hate that, that there's the, it's it's not Republican, Democrat. It's those guys versus all of us who are driving to work, getting stuck in traffic. And right. you're sitting in an office writing an email just to show how much power you have. And you're some flunky that probably couldn't have got on. You know what I'm saying? That, Absolutely. That's, I think that's what's really going to aggravate people. It's not even a Christie thing. It's a what is wrong with people who get in power. It's like the Kremlin. It's like the Politburo. Well, here's, here's what I find upsetting about this, and then I'll, I'll move off this. But, you know, you guys talk a lot of politics in the book, so I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm close to the message anyway. Yesterday, Gallup came out with a survey, and Gallup said that 43% of Americans now self-describe as independents. Mm-hmm. The GOP at a 25-year low, just 25%. And I have looked at Christie as a breath of fresh air to break us, you and I might disagree on this, from the fringe factor that I think has just wreaked havoc on the Republican Party. And that's why I will be pained if this thing ends up tanking Christie, because what's what's it now going to be? The Cruises and the Rubios and, you know, the Santorums of the world all driving right off that right-wing cliff? There's no way any of them can ever win. Okay. I have gone full... Tilt Tea Party, and and I understand the Tea Party has been demonized, but the Tea Party sentiment philosophy is no different than the sixty one percent of the people who identify in the those same polls as being philosophically aligned to a, a government that is accountable, transparent, limited, enumerated. So, are there cuckoos that, of every stripe? I don't think any of our cuckoos are any kookier than. His cuckoos, okay? I mean, let's not go cuckoo for cuckoo. We'd be here all day and use up the whole hour. I am not a—I would also call myself an independent at this point, our constitutional conservative. You know why the Republicans have—you know who's the most angry at Republicans? Republicans. That's why they're at an all-time low, because Republicans are not supporting what it is they ran on in the first place that caused them to be victorious going back to 1994. The same sentiment of spend within your means, do what you can do, what you should do, and let us do what we can do better. In the book, and the book is titled Love and War, 20 Years, Three Presidents, Two Daughters, and One Louisiana Home, you write beautifully about Poppy. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush 41, for whom I had the privilege of of working, he'd never survive this kind of a nomination process. No one would survive this kind of nomination process, and we're not going to have this kind of that kind of nomination process again. I don't I'm just going to pretend like the last year's nomination process didn't happen. But when I'm be the first to say that we deserve to have lost in 2006 our, the return of the Republican majority in 2010 was a result of an overreach. 20, 2009, Obamacare transcended health care. For all this uh, instability in politics is really uh, a, a stability that is what I've just described, which is let's have government closest to the people works best, most accountable. The, one of the reasons, one of the, the, the chief motivation for, of the writing the book for me was to talk about how politics can work and policy can work, and it can work quickly and effectively, as has happened in 
New Orleans, where we moved six years ago. We were 15 feet underwater, and now we're, we're, we're one of the top cities in the country. There's a little blackout at the foot at the Super Bowl, but as our mayor said, who wasn't blacked out in New Orleans? I'm inviting you all <laughs> to come and black out. So politics can work. It's not an anti-government thing, but both, both the people... I'm mad at everybody who's sitting in Washington just doing stuff to do stuff that's not making their life any better. It's making it more complicated. James, one one headline for you, if I might, and then we'll we'll dig deep into the book. So Secretary Gates has released this book called Duty, and I've not yet read it. But yesterday I had Greg Jaffe on from the Washington Post. He's their Pentagon reporter. He wrote the review. And he said to me, as he had written in the Post yesterday, that, that it's praising of both Secretary Clinton and Dr. Rice. He said that the two people who come off the best in the book arguably are Condi Rice and Hillary Clinton. But there is that vignette in the book where apparently he's got the secretary telling the president, Clinton saying to Obama, I voted for the surge in Iraq because of what was going on politically and facing you in the Iowa caucus. How much of an albatross is that for her in the next cycle? Somebody's running for president and a vote in political calculations come into a Senate vote. I don't know what to say. I mean, Abraham Lincoln, you know, ordered uh, military campaigns so he could win the election of 1864. Uh, there's There's no escaping sort of politics. The war was horrifically unpopular, particularly among Democrats, and they're running for president, and she's loses the nomination for the sole reason that she voted for the war. As I wrote in one book, it was that was Barack Obama doesn't exist if Hillary Clinton votes against war. So I don't know as a citizen that a senator is taking a political calculation into consideration and making a vote. I, I, I actually think that his account of the conversation sounds right. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Obviously, this is the way it and is, and it sounds kind of about what you would expect. And I, and I, I haven't read the book. Is you? I, I, there's nothing in there that doesn't sound true to me. I don't know if it is, and nothing in that that the the, uh, the president he he really didn't much believe in its Afghanistan policy. Well, he really didn't much believe in the occupation of, of Afghanistan. And then he said, at the end, but I agree with everything he said. He, and when they came out with the kind of Afghan, when, when he came out with it, I don't think this is going to work. But I, I didn't know what else was better. And, I, you know, and I've, I've been in Afghanistan. You know, if you leave, then everybody that you help, they're going to cut their throat. We're going to, you know, all, all our people that helped us there. It's, it's just a, we're on serious right. It's just a big ass mess. Let, let me add to this: not in any defense of Mrs. Clinton, whom I hope runs because we have two daughters, and I like to see daughters, girls like to see girls of whatever persuasion. I'm not saying they have to listen to everything she says, but um, but this is why our founders in divined civilian leadership with the military. Every War, every intervention has a has by definition political component in that it has to have public support. You have to have public support for any kind of intervention that requires volunteer or particularly volunteer or, or inscripted people to go 
Fight. So all these decisions are political. In our administration, at the end, we did not go take out. We had a big fight over whether or not to take out the the Syrian nuclear capacity, and the Israelis ended up doing it. Okay, we now all know this after the fact. But while it was going on, it was all classified and all of that. So this is. I don't think there's anything different about this, and I think the press is that the press is making such a big deal about it being political, it's always political. And I'm not saying this in defense of Mrs. Clinton. Again, I think she, I hope she runs. I don't know if she's going to run, but I'm confident we can beat her if she does. Let me say this. Secretary Gates has a distinguished record. He he served as a, I think he was a CIA director, and he was president of Texas A&M. He served as Secretary of Defense. But the difference between Secretary Gates and and Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama is he never got a vote in his life. I mean, he didn't have to go out. Right. And is sort of, and, and, and don't we really want in a democracy our leaders to be tempered by kind of public opinion, if you will. And, and if, if I'm the secretary, I got one person to please, the president. If, if, or I got one person to make scared to fire me. If that might be the thing, the president. But I, I don't need, I, I, I don't care. You know, and he has because I'm just saying all of the stuff that that I've read about that's in the book. A rings plausible and realistic, and B, I'm not surprised. By you, him. you two. One final thought on this, but you two are the the consummate insiders. So, I mean, Mary, you're not even offended from what I just heard about that characterization of politics entering Secretary Clinton's mind. I get what you're saying. I just wonder if to the public, you know, they, they know sausage is getting made, but they don't want to read the details of how it got made. I just I wonder if it might not be a bigger issue. Uh, it, it, and let me clarify what does hurt my heart is that you would not believe you would send troops into harm's way and not believe in their mission. You cannot send our our service men and women into harm's way and not believe in their mission. That offends me. That would offend me. And and that is clear. The other thing that offends me in there, and you all should be concerned about, is the way in which the congressional oversight committees jerk off these, you know, they really don't even read half the stuff. They don't read a third. They don't read hardly any of this stuff. They don't read their own intelligence. And then they they call Gates and and others before them and tell them what to do. That should that should be of concern to people sending sending troops into harm's way for a mission that no that is not supported, but decided on political reasons. That's should concern yeah, I, I, people. We get Sometimes. In life, and particularly if you're president, you get presented with one horrible option and one not very good option. And yes, if you if you had a very good option before you and you took the you know and and, and it, we can move on with these things or not. He, in his mind, and I think that would be my thing too. Is I never thought this was a nifty idea to get in the middle of this thing. We should have gone and gotten the hell out of there. And now we're in there. It's just what we said. And you guys are giving me. Uh, and it, it's somebody pointed out we were spending $35 billion in Afghanistan and $2 billion in Pakistan, and there were five times more al-Qaeda in Pakistan than Afghanistan, and Pakistan had it. And who the, honestly, and I mean, who the hell knows what the right answer is? 
James Carville and Mary Madeline, my guests, live at SiriusXM headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. The brand new book is called Love and War, 20 Years, Three Presidents, Two Daughters, and One Louisiana Home. When we come back, the two, I'm sure, will tell you how the marriage has had ups and downs, (laughs) don't they all? But in their case, not only was Iraq a source of friction, so too, and this perhaps won't be a surprise, the recount after the 2000 election. We'll get into that in just a moment. I'm Michael Smirkanish. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirkanish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. 
Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Hey, I promise no more about Christy, but come on, James. You just left it in the locker room for crying out loud. Tell everybody your solution for Christy. Well, I think he ought to work the toll booth for a day. (laughs) (laughs) And I I said, I said that the, 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 Bridget or whatever, the aide that sent the email, you know, that she ought to like scrub commodes on the turnpike stops. (laughs) No, you know what? I'll make a point. People, well, that's symbolism or that's like a stunt, you know. I tell you what, you, like the new pope, he he washes a, a Muslim girl's feet. It might be symbolism, it might be a stunt, but you know what? It's damn good symbolism. And Agreed. people say that and say, you know what? That's a humble guy. And sometimes when you're in high public office, people like for you to acknowledge a, a, a little humility. It's authentic, and it's uh, that would that would be authentic, Christy, to go there. That yeah. worked the toll booth. No, it's not anything, you know. When I got the the materials in advance of cracking the cover on the book, the materials, you know how the publicist always says, hey, here are the things that they're going to delve into. Here's what's going to be revealed in this brand new book. And there was much to do about the fact that Madeline and Carvel were going to finally, you know, face head on the charge that the marriage was a stunt or a sham. And I, I said to myself, I never questioned did, why did you feel that, or was that the sort of a PR thing? But, I mean, have you had to live under some cloud of people always questioning the marriage? Well, first of all, we don't write those I know. sheets. Right. But, um, so you read the sheet and the book. And the book. That's very, <laughs> very impressive. Um, we, we had, at the point we had two children, or, or one child and one on the way, somebody wrote whose name I expunged from the book in the Washington Post, the stunt marriage. But what is she, a stunt kid? What is this stunt, Right, you know, growing baby in my belly? Yeah, people have thought it was a stunt or they've thought or they've been accused of. You can't possibly, either your philosophy is a stunt or your marriage is a stunt. And they cannot reconcile that. I'm Attila the Hun and he's Lenin, okay? But it's just, that's like... That's it is what it is. I love him madly. We have beautiful kids, and we just disagree let, let, politically. Yeah, let's do a little strategy one on one. So you're marketing this book. So what are Mary and I known for primarily? Politics. Politics. Yeah. And what is the most hated thing in the United States right now? Politics. So they're saying what we don't want to do is market this as a political book because that would really be dumb. So we're going to argue, we'll market it as, you know, yeah, it worked for presidents, and but a, a marriage book, uh, a moving home book, uh, any of this kind of stuff, because people are kids and all of these things. So it's not, we're going to reveal, 
things about politics because people are like, oh, which, know, by the way, yeah. it's not a political book. Oh, there's a lot of good politics in here, guys. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of good politics. In there, I'll tell you what not. the book is. The book is a love letter to the city of New Orleans. Right. And, and, you know, he's always been in for this, but I enjoyed, Mary, you talking about falling in love with that whole way of life. I mean, I meant it when I said, when you walked in and sat down, I said, man, I'd love to see the inside of that house because it seems like it's a really cool thing. I, I can't believe that somebody walks up to you and says you're such a bitch on meet the press while you're there what buying school supplies today the monday y'all have kids you know kids uh, how particularly girls they just want to be anonymous okay and it's bad enough that i had it when i was 42 and 45 so the mothers of their classmates Look like they should be my daughters. Okay, so I'm in line with the gym shorts, first day of school, first grade. Pencils with pink feathers. Like, we never had that. Like, what the heck? I'm looking around for erasers knowing full well she's going to say, I don't need an eraser because I never make a mistake. You know, second. <laughs> and the woman behind me says, um, apropos of nothing, you were such a bitch on meet the press yesterday and my six-year-old goes like this she grabs my hand she was squishing my hand so hard because she knew i could blow and i would blow (laughs) not only would i blow i would i said you want to see a bitch bitch and i would and i said i just i said well this that's can't i can't do that to my kids do you know they're not that's not i don't want them to think that way about politics i want them to be civic-minded they are civic-minded but they cannot remain anonymous when they're parents. Or one time somebody, we were on vacation, a woman came up to James and started choking him. You know, that's like, so, that's a scare. We, so our, the initial, uh, I loved New Orleans before I knew James Carville, but the initial motivation was the kids. I did, I am in love. That's a great word for it. I'm in love with a very unique place, not just in America, I think. In the world. For him, it was a coming home. And James, I love that you are, maybe because I've got some of these idiosyncrasies myself, I love that you are such a man of routine. <laughs> Would you Do you mind telling everybody, as you explain in the book, Love and War, 20 Years, Three Presidents, Two Daughters, and One Louisiana Home, if you were at home today, not promoting a book, and you were going about your normal routine, what are the highlights? Mary's looking at her watch, by the way. I can tell you. I can set my watch by his it, behavior. It is a day of, of, of sort of non-highlights. I mean, obviously, you know, I get coffee or get to read the paper and everything. And so it is now 930 Central. Uh, I would be on the phone thinking about where I'm going to eat lunch today. Which is a big thing for Which you. Which is a big, yeah, yeah, lunch is a big, it's a big deal. And, you know, and do I want to eat with some friends? I'll just sort of go by myself and read the paper. Now, if it was Monday, it's kind of easy because that's Red Beans Day. And I got about two or three places that I know I'm going to go for the Red Beans. It's right. Tuesday he goes to the farmer's market yeah, before yeah, he thinks the about Tuesday is the farmer's market. But today is what, uh, Thursday? Thursday. So he's thinking about Saturday's farmer's market. Right. You're right. noticing a food theme going uh, on here? So I, but I would probably go, so I would probably eat oysters today. I eat oysters probably two, three times a week. And then particularly think, this time of year. And what do you think about less. at lunch? Dinner? Mm. Supper, as we say. 
Yeah, and I, but uh, yeah, I would be. But, but I spent that be on the phone. But, and if I had a class, I would be prepared for the class. Uh, three o'clock. I, do, I run every day in the three o'clock hour. Yeah, right, right. And I run every day, right before it gets dark. So I run a lot early in the wintertime when I can, or you know, in the summertime. Obviously, got to let, let the sun go down a little bit. And uh, every Sunday I'm in town, I go, particularly during football season, I go to the same neighborhood place. I'm, I, I find comfort in routine. I'm, I, I'm not. A, Does that make him easier or more difficult to live with because he's so predictable? The the reason for this is not just well that it's weird because he is weird, but um, he his very ADHD and there's been in recent years controversy over are we over diagnosing and um, his mother when he was growing up said he was like a toaster he'd just pop up and my brother was like that my mother called him said he had the St. Vitus dance I know we we just thought kids like that were like this well they're Vince Vaughn and they can go in two different directions they can become James Carroll or Vince Vaughn or they can become coke or get very destructive so after he flunked out of about the 17th time out of LSU to say where his alma mater of 11 years he joined the Marines and that became his ADHD cure do you know if he, he he needs that structure he needs to get to bed at a certain time to get up at a certain time to eat at a certain time to run which is an endorphin dopamine it's a, it says they want to take the drugs there are drugs to take for it but if his structure is off then he gets a little hyper and and our both of our girls have uh, processing issues like this and and I'm hardly low energy but I am the opposite of that I can and do stay up and watch a whole season of person of interest or the justified or what I can go around I'm a, I'm a, and he's lights out at the same time I am in the lights out, and then I go off to another room and watch Justified all night long. And yeah, I, I just I am I travel a lot, so I'm in every routine on a plane. I know what time I'm going to get up. I, I kind of adjust. If I'm going to to Europe, I know not to sleep very much the night before, so I can sleep a lot. I mean, I have I, I, I try to I think a couple of days in advance sometimes because I do have to in. A, it's very hard. I might sit through three movies a year. I like movies. I just, it's just, it, and I'll be, have any number of, like, books going at the same time. Uh, we go to the movies, he has to sit on the aisle because right. he gets up. Is it hard, is it hard, minutes. James, to, to sit still now to talk for an hour about your book? It, this is kind of you know I, I, we've done a lot on this. I love this sort of format here. You know, it, 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 this is very soothing to a guy like me. You know, I mean, it's a comfortable chair. You know, it's really people are right here. You feel like you're really like talking to someone. It, but yet, it you do interviews can be very very difficult for me over a long period of time. I, it's and you, you just lose focus, so your mind just. You know, once the old kind of joke is in, and you were doing this, and then a chicken was running down the road, and then something That's else. That's what we say. The girls and I say, we're two doors like, when we say about Dad, it goes, hey, there goes a chicken. 
Because he can, he just loses his train of concentration. We go, hey, there goes a chicken. We got him a sweatshirt. There goes a chicken. Because because it might yeah, as well. There goes a chicken. He's talking about something a, else. Yeah, it it, it is. Uh, it it does, and it makes it. You make your skill set of things that are sort of tedious. You, you're just not very good at it. All. In the book, you say that uh, the book is titled Love and War. And I, you know these voices. I don't have to keep introducing them, but Mary Madeline and James Carville were privileged to have them at Sirius XM. In the book, there's a, a vignette where a doctor diagnoses you like at an airport, right? He comes up and says, hey, you know, I know. Yeah, I was at an airport. I never get this. And the guy comes and says, look, it's, I'm a, I don't know, at the department of such and such at such and such a university and I, I just I couldn't help but observe you know you know but if you know if, I don't, if you've ever been diagnosed with uh, ADHD and I said uh, no sir people say that was, uh, it seems pretty clear just watching you that you do so and Mary and I went to some you know uber kind of doctor in northwest Washington a battery of tests and interviews I mean it's not one of these things where you walk in and, and he said look uh, I, I don't have any doubt that you have this and there are some medication that we can prescribe to help it. And we thought about it and said, you know, I just kind of like the way I am. I've, I've got, my life is sort of structured like this, and I don't want to – why medicate? And I think it was for Mary, it she didn't understood that she would be talking and my mind would drift off. I'd say something. It's, I think it probably helped our marriage that – Drift off. He never. I. Hello, wife here. Was it like drift off? I'd sit, be talking to him. He'd pick up the phone, literally pick up the phone, or start reading a book. I said, "You're not listening to me." And he would repeat back verbatim not only what I just said, what I said the day before, the day before that, which is even more aggravating. Do you know? So I had to learn when I really need his attention. Focus. Look at me. I need to talk to you. And then also, I didn't want to eat, sit down and have dinner at six o'clock and talk about breakfast or, you know, I don't, that's not how, that's not my routine in my life. So once I just figured out that I can, I have a, a set of, of gay boyfriends and we have movie dates and they sit through the whole movie. Okay. So, and then I have a priest friend who does like to have. The, and I, I love him the way he right. is. James, I, James takes this, I should tell everybody who's not yet had the privilege of reading the book, he takes this to such an extreme that there's a discussion in here uh, where he analyzes airport food and he tells you where where you can go and get a good meal. What, what's your favorite airport uh, food, James? If you're traveling, what, what, what stands out in your mind? You know, the, the, the actually, what, what sort of stands out now is... Uh, the, the Chicago airport has now oh, got it's... some pretty good, pretty good places. It, it, you know, it's kind of most people generally don't like to connect to Chicago, but the whole idea. My favorite airport, bar none, is Reagan National Airport in Washington. It's convenient. The vendors are good. It, you don't have to go. It's just like ten minutes to get there. We have a place in Old Town. If you live on the Hill, I mean, the, the, they keep it because it's so convenient for the politicians. It probably makes. You know, that piece of land that it's on is unbelievable. That is, but that's the best airport. What do you eat there? You know, there's a uh, pot belly. Yeah, I, call, I like the fact. Actually, I'll eat the pot belly place now, but they have like a Fud Ruckers. They have a Five Guys. <laughs> you know, they uh, they have like a Salmon Harry. This is the upside of being married to him. <laughs> I don't have to have all these. Uh, 
inconsequential, this reservoir of inconsequential facts clogging up my brain because he knows every restaurant, every airport schedule, every every airport. He knows Everything. all this kind of stuff that like has allowed. I like to. I like the the. the when I'm in Phoenix, there's something called Paradise Bakery. They have like a chicken salad sandwich there. Yeah, I, I, I like that. But it's it's getting – I mean, that's one of the kind of untold stories or told not enough stories is is air travel is actually like improving in this country. The airports are actually getting better. In our own airport in New Orleans, we were like, oh, we were awful. And we got a new guy in and a new mayor in it, and they've really like in, improved it uh, quite a bit in and you have to to be sort of competitive in this world. Gotta By the way, the worst is Miami Airport. But Got to take a quick timeout. We'll come back with Mary Madeline and James Carville in one moment. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes 
processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey, Mary Madeline and James Carville are my guests. What a fun hour. Love and war. 20 years, three presidents, two daughters, and one Louisiana home. And I don't want to make it sound like like the book is all shits and giggles because there's a lot of serious stuff in this. And Mary, I'm so glad that you took us. Help me say this. Is it Piak? Piak, the presidential... It's the bunker. Let's the bunker. Just say that. Okay, and and you, I hope you don't mind giving us the Cliffsnote version of the story that you tell in detail in the book, because you are there on September 11, and you're amidst that scramble out of the White House that day. You tell us you're wearing five inch heels, and your phone rings. Well, this you know, everybody who's was anywhere near 9 11 has written their book right however many over a decade so i didn't want to relive all that stuff but i did do tell the story of of, of in my west wing office when the first plane hit i knew before the second plane hit that just doesn't happen i go to dick cheney's office as we're trying to figure out called mayor giuliani called to go through the protocol some giant big well-dressed they're built like furniture movers, but they're dressed like Gucci, okay? Secret Circuit pick him, literally pick up Dick Cheney, who at that time was about the size of these three chairs. Like he was a feather pillow, walk out. I think, what are we, chopped liver? Then there's this like, I'll report to the mess, report to the mess. We get to the to the mess, the White House mess, we who were in the West Wing. Nobody knew what to do. And, and while we were thinking about it, we get in a very calm voice, Run for your life. A plane is coming. I'm like, really? Run for my, you run for your life. I'm in six inch, brand new, red patent leather, Charles Jordan, high heels, of Louis Faroe, purple pencil skirt. I know this means nothing to you, <laughs> most of you men, but I was only dressed up because I was meeting with the energy guys that day. The energy union guys who supported our energy plan. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been dressed like that. And I said, I am not running anywhere in these shoes. I'll walk for my life. Judicious. I, I, it just didn't. It, it seems so surreal. But then, uh, guys, and it was surreal. This, the as it was in New York, it, although we didn't have that collapse, but the Pentagon was hit. It was smoking, and the Pentagon is right by the school where our kids were. I knew James was in New York, and if you know the geography, I mean, uh, across the river in Washington, and and the geography as I knew no traffic was moving, all I cared about was him getting to the kids and getting them away from whatever we all the planes hadn't been landed we can't you can't ground it's easy to say ground all civilian planes but it's not like a parking lot at Walmart you know what I mean it's just getting all so and we, we we couldn't call we had no boy to I had no way to reach him but I knew he would find those kids and so that everybody has stories like that you, you got summoned 
to the bunker because Vice President Cheney wanted you at his side. Well, he wanted his senior staff and he needed he needed some he needed a skill set that was a communicative. We knew we had it. We had to put a statement out. The president was on the road. President's spokeswoman was not in that day, and uh, Condi Rice's was, and we were trying to, and the, obviously we need to get information out, and they wouldn't let the president get security, uh, precluded the president, other than memory made that early statement, but they wouldn't let him land anywhere. It, it was, and it, it was, people forget how scary that was. Did you have to have that part of the book vetted? Because you do take us in that bunker, not not in a way that I think state secrets have been revealed, but I it, it was the best illustration. I've always wondered, you know, what goes on down there, and you painted the picture. I don't think you should have asked that question. Okay, um, <laughs> well let me let me ask James something because I thought one of the more explosive charges in the book. Are you shaking your head up no, and down or left and right, no, Mary? <laughs> James, I thought one of the more explosive uh, charges in the book is that you say uh, if Al Gore had read that PDB. In August before Mary's already shaking her head, uh, in August before September 11, September 11 would not have happened. Right. Gore used to read it, and he would go to Langley for backup. They'd make him take him out there, and so you have this in here. What's the backup? He's a very anal guy. They, the Kofa Black and George Tenet went to the White House in July and said, "Look, everything is blinking. The whole system is all on whatever." And they had gone through Y2K. And Gore had written the definitive paper on airport security in 1998. I mean, they probably were a little late, you know what I mean? They they were obsessed with it. And just the kind of person and the reason that some people don't like Gore because he's so kind of compulsive would have been, he'd have been, had meeting after meeting and, you know, the, the whole system was blinking. And if you go back and you read the August 6th, PDP, it was pretty doggone specific. I mean, if they wanted to hijack a plane, I think it said it alluded to a federal building in New York. Well, that's pretty, pretty specific stuff. And uh, and also because they had been hit before, and uh, you know, you could you could say that the, the the Clinton administration was sort of slow coming to the party. That you know what I mean. But by by the time by that time, they knew who these guys were, and sort of knew about it and. Yeah, I think he would. I, you know, I've never gotten much pushback on that either. By the way, yeah, because it's unprovable. You know, this from the guy who says the Earth is melting and inv- invented the internet. <laughs> they, there's an office, an administration that had been in office for two terms, who had the opportunity to take out UBL and did not. Okay, there's no way to prove what he said. So what's to push back? You, well, you, I mean, I just think if you look at the. the what he did in the whole in his area, if you look at the whole thing, I, I but you know we can move on. I, I, I'll give you the evidence that I, I need. One more quick timeout. When we come back, if folks in our audience here at the SiriusXM headquarters, I've monopolized James and Mary un, un, uh, unfairly. And if you have a comment or a question quickly that you want to pose to our guests, we can include those. I'm Michael Smirkanish back in New York in just a moment. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirkanish podcast from Sirius. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey, our remaining moments with James and Mary. J- James and I were swapping uh, shaving of the head stories during the break. I shave my head every morning in the shower. A, a-, a buddy of mine once saw the two of us do a-, a cross thing on the Today Show, and he said, you know, if you and Carvel both turned around, you know what you'd make? And I said, what? He said, an ass. <laughs> I've, never, I've never forgotten that. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah, James, you can pretty use that. A uh, gentleman in the audience had a comment or question. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. I was asking... Uh... How do you think social media is going to play in future generations and the way they're vetted for like political office and stuff? It's in the transition stage. It's 
it everybody uses it, but there's too many instances of I just had a bagel for breakfast. Oh, really? Who cares? When it be it it can what what plot, political people are using it for now is to see which stories are trending and stuff like that. But you know how Drudge remains to this day the greatest aggr- aggregator. The the social media is a good organizer, but it's just another tool. The the objection or objective rather of campaigns is to get out a message. So you can do it in 140 characters, or you can do it in a in a demo- democratically more accessible way that social media allows. But if you don't have anything to say, uh, it's a it's a tool. But James, are we going to hold accountable people who, when they're 17, send out a stupid tweet? When they come back in 35, they want to run for office. You know, I, I think that the public judges that stuff pretty good. Honestly, if you're honest, and somebody will make it an issue, and uh, people will say, well, come on, I was 17 years old, or she was 17 years old. I don't know what that's got to do today. I'd only make one sort of macro point here. We always think that we live in the most sort of revolutionary time. Or, or, you know, social media, my God, Facebook, Twitter. All right, think of your life the day before you got Facebook or Twitter. Think of your life the day after. Now, think of this. Think of your life the day before you got a radio and the day after. It's probably the the single greatest advance in entertainment. So you're in a side house out in or Nebraska. information distribution. Okay, and you just you, you got nothing to do all night. Or you take time off, you're just sitting there. All of a sudden, you turn this box in. You're getting instantaneous news, ball scores, entertainment, God knows what not. You know, if you, so you you got to think of, you know, it was a big, when you got your first TV, it was something. But I would suggest to you that the difference between, I think, of the printing press, you know, it, the monks had to, to write every book and nobody could. So we, we always believe, oh, my God, this is going to change everything. And radio changed things a lot, but the country kept plugging along. And uh, that there'll be something else that'll come along and then it's all good but I, I how it affects politics and is we just adjust you know we just we adjust to, to the machine anybody any of y'all watch game of thrones of course yeah okay so so think about how they communicated then so it's accelerated a process and it's brought more people made it the process more accessible to more people but again you have to have your own message I like James's point about that people aren't stupid. People are discriminating. There's a difference between a, an indiscreet tweet of a 17-year-old and multiple pictures of your Netherlands if you're a man in Congress repeatedly. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think it's... we can make a distinction between those sorts of events. We have 60 seconds left. They, they, think, they, of, think of like all the stupid stuff these people in New Jersey are putting in these emails. I mean, ridiculous. Guy, you don't have to use the telephone. Hey, they will, they will pull my ticket as a talk radio host if I don't ask James. Hillary's in this thing, right? She's getting I, in. I, I, I actually think she's going through a deliberative process. I would say this. I would not be surprised if she ran, but I would not be shocked if she didn't run. You can have the final word on that. I hope she does run. I want to see her run. I like to see women running, and I want to see her run because I know we're going to beat her.
I thoroughly enjoyed the book. We thank you so much for coming to the POTUS channel at SiriusXM. I hope that people will go out and buy Love and War, 20 Years, Three Presidents, Two Daughters, and One Louisiana Home. Mary Madeline, James Carville, thank you so much for thank being you. here. We a lot of fun. Michael. This is really a thank lot of fun. You. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SiriusXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays.